people and places. With your host, Brad Vanjoy, Matt DeAndrea, and Aaron Hagar. New media for a new type of motorsport enthusiast. Hey, it is the last day of SEMA, shift and steer, live at MagnaFlow, right here in Central Hall. I'm Brad Fanshaw, and I have my, uh, my, my whole crew up here today. We got do you? What? I do. My, my crew, man. My crew's well, here. Well, we're no, here, no, but we're not present. Team. Everybody's looking a little worse for the wear because it is the last day. Eyes are puffy. Voice is a little raspy. What? Do the you know, do. Jimmy hasn't shaved all week. You know, you can tell. No, I it's, shaved uh, this morning. Then I sneezed and I pinched my nose and it just went poof right back out. Right out. But our, Crazy. Our, our, our first Jimmy guest today is Jimmy Shine from. Okay, what's the name of your shop now? Oh, it's Shine Speed Shop. Okay, now you changed the name. What was the deal? I don't know. It was called Shine's Workshop or something like that. Shine. Jimmy Work- Shine Workshop. Oh, that's what it was. You're yeah, right. see, I got to tell I you. Already <laughs> yeah. I already forgot. I already forgot. I don't know. It just it just kind of happened that way. You wanted it shorter, more concise, more. Uh, it just looks way better. Is like, it because your wife Nikki's been making you do social media, and you didn't want to have to type out Jimmy Shine? Oh no, workshop. I don't you know. That's, Shine that's, is that's the little thing that just comes up when I open the little thing on the phone that I seven year old girl taught me how to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, let's introduce Matt DeAndrea right over Hello. there, moderator. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. I went to the uh, I went to the revive place in the hotel, and they hooked me up to an IV this morning, <laughs> pumped me full of. B12 and vitamins and some oxygen. Did, did you really do that, that or you just saying No, it? I did. Yeah. See, they that's the hole they put in me. Why don't you look oh, any wow. better than I thought you would then? Yeah, I thought I'd feel a little better too. I'm waiting for this shit to kick Matt, in. You, you, <laughs> Matt, you look. Let me see that. Let me see that. Matt, you look two days younger, man. <laughs> you really did that. You really yeah. did. Well, I saw the advert on the yeah, TV I saw for, you know, a uh, pre party. Replan your party. You know you're going to get loaded and bent back. They, they, they show the like guys a, they all. They have like a hangover one, and they have like a vitamin one. A vitamin like, I don't one. Drink that much. Oh, like how much was beer. it? I'm curious. Twenty nine ninety five. You know, they. <laughs> I I want to say on the low end, you can go in there for like a hundred bucks, and then you can spend two. Oh, I'll just take the pain. Dude, take the pain. For a hundred bucks, you could have just had hair of the dog gone down and started it all over again, <laughs> yeah. or just have a multivitamin and a Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. Like actually, I could have had like a Red Bull or, vodka or get a real cheap one stone. Exactly. <laughs> I had a diet Pepsi and it was free in the hospitality uh, area. Yeah. I feel good. <laughs> nice. You don't uh, look very good. I know, but I never look very good. Hey, on the other it? side. Speaking of not looking good, <laughs> is uh, Aaron Hagar, double A Ron, as we call him. Yeah, the one that doesn't drink. Here you go. Good morning, everyone. I know you don't drink and you look like that. I know. Thank you. <laughs> but you're, you said <laughs> your ears were ringing. We you went to a excuse. party last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we're at the Orleans, and the uh, kicker party was last night. So we went up there and played with uh, Noah and the boys from uh, you know the, the uh, Speed Shop. And Speed is a new black, and uh, yeah, our buddy's a kicker, and we had a good time. It was we had a good time. Cool, cool. A little social thing, you know. That's it. So um, I went we to the biggest a- nerd fest ever. I went to this uh, to the esports arena with our friend Justin Osmer from Xbox, and they had a stage set up. With all like uh, the racing chair rigs and the oh, leaderboard, cool. and everybody was racing. But then uh, Von Gittin Jr. showed up and he was racing. He was oh. he was e drifting, I guess. <laughs> and our friend Kevin E-drifting. Wesley, who uh, Kevin Wesley's got his uh, his uh, uh, Dodge Hellcat uh, uh, road race car in the Bilstein booth over right. there, and he was up there as well. And and uh, it was great when you walk in. There's a there's a light like a chandelier, and all this stuff's hanging down, and it's all game controllers. 
It's oh, the wow. oh, really? Yeah. Right that yeah. sounds like pictures, a nerd. Right? It was actually that a pretty sounds- cool event. It's it's there's two levels, and up at the top level, there's rooms where you can kind of warm up. It's almost like bullpens for the guys. And then they didn't have it there at the the time, but. From the second level, there's like a bridge that comes down to the stage, like a WWE wrestler, and you and they announce you, and you walk down, and and they had the bridge removed, and they had people come in from the sides. But there's a broadcast booth, and then there's like an owner's box. What? <laughs> yeah, what and there's guys that? in there, they're flexing their thumbs and everything. And, and <laughs> it, it was it was funny. Was it was they had a couple of the these chairs set up, and Momo was one of the sponsors, and they had the gaming chairs with Momo seats, and they had some really like full-on racing wow. shells there and one of the guys went up there and uh he's a big dude and he's leaning on the back of the seat just like leaning on it playing the game and, I'm, and everybody's like that guy's serious look at him he's he's he, he won't even sit down and i'm like no he can't fit in that momo seat <laughs> he's six foot nine <laughs> yeah he, he's, he's gonna get stuck in there but it was a cool event i've never been to one of those yeah, it was a cool wow. event it was pretty intense and uh you know, it's funny when you watch it and they're just sitting there in the chair playing the game. When they're done, they're like wiping their forehead. They're like, whoosh. Wow. Can't believe that was intense. I'm like, you know, you just sat in a chair for 22 minutes, right? <laughs> they, they, they probably had to go get, you know, the infusion of vitamin B. Yeah, they like had that. to do that. Yeah, they had to do <laughs> like that. Like you did. Most of those kids playing the games look like they weren't old it, enough to drink The gaming anyway, thing but. is out of control right yeah. now. And it's just becoming this sport. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. But, um... We're gonna we're gonna sit here and we're gonna watch it and we're gonna just see it just envelop areas and mass quantities of people and we space. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah, right? it's it's just gonna be crazy. But yeah. I want to talk to our guest, Jimmy Shine. That's Jimmy, right. That's right. You're here we have a yesterday. Guest. You were signing autographs here in the MagnaFlow booth. Yeah, it went really well yesterday. I really enjoy it. Last year was the first year that I attended with MagnaFlow, and yeah, it's really cool. Really good. Metal now, good now you have a uh, C10 truck you built here on display? Yeah, we've got, um, we just finished, well, it's almost finished. It's SEMA finished. It'll run <laughs> oh, out. we know how that My goes. My car's C-10. been SEMA finished for four years. It's, it's <laughs> SEMA finished, so we're going to take it home and finish you know, up some stuff, such as like the transmission controller. But yeah, we just did a, a 67 C10 for Gus Horndane, and uh, uh, RMD did the paint job on it. It's crazy. It's just a stock chassis. We did some CPP stuff on there, the suspension control arms, raised the cross member, and it boxed it, um, C-notched it, but it doesn't lay frame, but it just got a really good, good stance. Yeah. What's the drivetrain? Good, good drivetrain is GM Performance. It's a crate motor. Okay. It's a carbureted 350. I think it's like 370, 390 torque. 390 horse, 390 horse, 406 torque. Yeah, really cool carbureted. He's got no takers here. They're shouting in stuff yeah. from the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I, Support can I buy team. Can I buy a vowel? Can I buy a vowel, <laughs> Chuck? He's anyway, um, no, we just um, just finished that up. Alan Budnick sponsored the wheels on it. Uh, Thanks we, for we, saying we that. I appreciate that. Bond speed <laughs> wheels, but turns out the owner of Bond Speed is really, really cheap. Uh, well, we all take, know that. That's not even yeah, that's my given. phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, we, we had it static on the spring, four in the front, six in the rear. And then Gus was just so enamored with the AccuWare system that we've done on these other vehicles, and as we all are. So we just recently converted it just a couple of weeks ago to the AccuWare with that new Endo system, which we actually mounted the unit in the cab behind the seat. Okay. Wow. With no interior, no insulation, the thing is just 
dead quiet. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's a really a remarkable unit. Even the compressors, all the controllers, the valving, everything is contained. It's this aluminum cylinder that you can wow, actually beautiful. They offer it in like four or five. Control it on an iPhone. You can control it on yeah. an iPhone, just like everything. Has, you know, yeah, 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 yeah everything. Yeah, it's amazing these apps and stuff like that. None of which I know how to do. <laughs> um, but but your girl will know. You're gonna have to learn, Jimmy. You're starting to install that stuff. Girl that lives down the street. She comes over and she helps us, you know, with all the electronics <laughs> and figuring that out. Just restarts your phone. You're like, it oh, is okay. amazing okay. how everything's controlled by an iPhone now. I mean, it's just. Just like the AccuAir, I mean, just doesn't matter. You can you tune the car on a laptop or an iPhone. You yeah. you, you set up the suspension. It's you know, yeah. it's nuts. So that, and that's in the MagnaFlow booth outside, right? Yeah, it's right next to the um, the show off area where everybody's doing the slides and the drifting. So when it gets home, you're gonna have to detail it again because it'll have rubber all oh. over it. You know, it, oh, it's you not no bad. Uh, <laughs> the guys from Mothers, there's a crew from Mothers that comes over every day and details out the cars. It just gets dusty. Yeah, and, I saw I like that there was a, I like with a propane outside. torch melting the melting the uh, rubber off the car so they could detail it. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, you weren't out there when they <laughs> no, were doing that. No, they got I, big snow I melting think I torches. I would have over had I seen that. <laughs> but no, I talked there at the MagnaFlow. They're the big black semi truck trailer uh, with a bunch of other really fine vehicles. Yeah, there's some always some amazing amazing rides. Have you been able to walk the show much, Jimmy? Uh, pretty much this haul. I've uh, got the whole crew out here, so actually after this event, we're all going to split up and go hit the different halls and such. The um, Now, let's talk a little bit about your, um, about your, um, about your uh, new shop, Jimmy. Jimmy's signing autographs up here. Oh, I'm you signing know. a car. Is this Starsky yeah. and Hutch? <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell Chip Boost again? <laughs> but... So Jimmy, you got a double. You got a double duty here for for signing your um no your new shop. How long you been in there? About uh, a year now. Well, no, we just moved locations. We were uh, our original location. It's only about a block away. Well, it's been uh, about four months. No, wait a minute. Here comes the uh, Dukes. Oh, there's another. Okay, I'm going to throw it to you. So it's yeah, just like Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> now we moved about I think seven months ago. We w- moved from our original location. So we went up with a, a real nice independent building, uh, a lot more space and such. So it's really it, it is nice. your your new shop is. Um, first of all, it's easier to get in and out of. I'm sure oh, your guys yeah. that work for you, they can actually get to work. They yeah. have a place to park and everything like that. And it's bigger too, Jim. Right? It's it's oh, slick. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot larger. Yeah. And you know what you ought to do, Aaron, is uh, give me a call sometime. Make sure I'm not there and come by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I tried twice and you weren't there, so I said, now, now the one I'll go thing get a that I did notice, guys, about his new offices is the new Shine Speed Shop. Um, you walk in and there's an office very far to the right and an office very far to the left. Yeah, yeah, that's by design. I'm, that's uh, what I'm, I mean, course, yeah. I'm at the end where there's no air conditioning, okay, which is fine. And then my wife, the polar ice queen, She's all the way down the other side of the hall. Everybody, actually, Jeff Allison, who does all of our design and creative marketing, uh, in his office, actually had to tape up the vents to keep the air because it's so damn cold in there. 
You know, and there's if you an, even make a joke about touching the thermostat. You just watch my wife. Just <laughs> she's got a lockbox on it. Hey, Jimmy, there's an app that'll control your air conditioning controller. You could just sit in your office. She'd never even oh, know. Oh, no, she'd know. Yeah, yeah she we, we, we've know. got an app to control our children. Watch this. I'll make my son punch himself in the face. What? <laughs> <laughs> you would change the air. It would pop up on the. Uh, it pop up on her alert and like Jimmy Shine changed. The, exactly. Changed Jimmy. The Jimmy made it seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> no, she would know it's me, and I get punched in the face, and she'd take my lunch money. <laughs> so what? What? What kind of? What builds you have going on in your shop now? Well, I, every time I look at your social media, you guys are always um, doing cool stuff with that Cobra. Yeah, well, the Cobra. You know That's race really, cars. Yeah. Well, it's a very eclectic collection. I mean, yeah. we've got stuff from a thirty-two Pontiac V eight custom sedan with an Oakland V eight in it. Right. That's, I think there's like nine of them in existence wow. or left. But, I mean, totally restored 1932. Wow. And then you got, you know, the, the other end of the spectrum. You notice some of these, like this F100 we're building right now that's huh. full chassis pro touring, Hillborn injected, big Chrysler Hemi. Uh, Proper. And, and again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, it's like we've got, you know, we've been hooked up with uh, Dr. Ernie Nagamatsu, who's a, a, a real ph- uh, philanthropist at, He's got some very, very eclectic old race cars. Uh, we've got his Cobra in there right now. 1964. It's a factory CSX Cobra, CSX 2203. Uh, it's one of three with, like, the Le Mans top on yeah, it. Yeah, thing's gorgeous. Rich car. And then we've also got, um, well, we've been working on his race campaign, getting his vehicles up to speed and a lot more consistent because they're very historical, rare cars. We've got old Yeller 2 in the yeah. shop. And you guys yeah. had that at the track recently, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, we've had all of his cars currently race. Uh, but Old Yeller 2 was built by Max Balchowski yeah, 1959. Uh, and that's the one of the cars that uh, Dan Gurney started campaigning, driving for Max, and was so successful. Now, this thing, you got to keep in mind, this is 1959, but a full-tube chassis. I mean, trust, upper and lower bars, uh, just... The design was so far ahead of its time. Yeah. Independent suspension, Buick power, the crazy engine setback, uh, and, and the car just dominated. Wow. The car was so fast. And it's kind of still like this, the, the joke with the car because Max would, go, would drive it to the different racetracks, the different events, and he always had whatever tires. His dad owned a, like a service station, I guess. So they would actually, he would just get whatever tires he could possibly get. And he'd go out there, he'd go run against the Ferraris, the Jags, you know. In, in whatever tires he could get. Yeah, well, and they were typically just old, like, G78 wow. white walls, bias wow. plus. Oh, that must have so, so I mean, cool. race cars don't have white walls. And so they go to the track, and here's Gurney just blowing around the track, just stomping on all, like, you know, these factory race cars. And wow. here's this thing that's, man, it's just rough as guts. That was driving. Yeah, well, well, you see, Max built the whole car, and he actually built the uh, built the body as well. It's all hand-hammered aluminum, and it's rough as guts, man. Yeah. You'd be like a dump truck. Yeah. And he actually, uh, uh, the car's just, it's, it is what it is. She's, there is an attractive value for this vehicle. <laughs> right. He was actually offered to have the guy that built, like, the cheetah bodies and stuff like that. He's like, I will build you a body. For your car, just because it's so damn ugly. He goes, no, man, that just that just take all the charm away from it. Yeah, it's distinct. The yeah. Peterson has one too. They have, yeah, yeah they I think they've on. got one or three. This is yeah. two. But this is the the Balchowski, uh Gurney car, and then later sixty sixty one is when Carol Shelby started driving it. 
So, I mean, this thing is, it's got some... Um, now, did this go to the Historics around. as well? I'm sorry? Did, did this get raced at the Historics as well? Oh, yeah. Any race since then? You've raced anything uh, since No, then? the last time we took out Cobra and Old Yeller was right. for Monterey Bay right. Historics yeah. up there. And you guys, and, that, that was a challenging weekend, right? Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Racing is racing cars or cars. I mean, I right. come from drag racing, land speed, off-road stuff. Track racing is a little bit different, <laughs> and I was um, I had an interesting conversation with a, a gentleman up there, and because he knew who I was, he's like, "Man, you're really you're really out of your element here, aren't you?" Oh, and I getting was punched a little in the insulted. Face. I was a little <laughs> insulted, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to use this analogy. Automotive racing. It's kind of like Mexican food. It's all the same ingredients. You just put them together a little bit differently." <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, thank put. you, goodbye. Well put. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He was kind of saying you're the refried beans. Yeah. You were going to hit Max him with a silk known. glove, but you thought, you know what? <laughs> Max is kind of known for like big Cadillac swaps, like big back, big block Cadillac swaps and stuff in the, in, throughout the 60s. I remember that because we, we picked up um, one of Pete Brock's Hino transporters, the first Hino truck brought to the United States. And Pete used it as one of the uh, car transporters for his BRE Roadsters that he was racing out here. And it had a little four-cylinder, you know, with no horsepower, no torque. And they were trying to drive that thing across the country. So they brought it to Max, and, and they had worked with him before. And he's like, let's put a big Cadillac in it or something, like a 500-cubic-inch <laughs> Cadillac Give in it. Give me an hour. <laughs> and, uh, he was a very innovative man. Yeah, no, no doubt. Way beyond his time, <laughs> yeah. and, you know. He and like Tommy Ivo had worked on yeah. a lot of you know the uh, rocker shafts and such, you know, improving those. Yeah, it, it was kind of a neat thing. When we picked up the truck, it still had that engine in it, and uh, you know we, we LS swapped it because why not? But. That was the LS of the day, though, man. Right. <laughs> the, the Cadillac yeah. motor. Yeah. But uh, so, Jimmy, what's uh, what's coming next? What do you got? I know well, you told Matt what's lot. in the shop. But anything big on the horizon that you got in the plans? Well, I'm trying to do some more personal stuff since I sold my 34, you know, years ago, yeah. which was... Did you sell Well, that? we were all... Yeah, you, you were... It's yeah. funny, I was going to ask yeah. you about that. It's been a minute since, you, since you've... You know, you sold the truck, you years? built your shop, and yeah, now you got yeah, a couple yeah. years under your belt with the shop. What are you going to do next for well, yourself? Well, that's, that's... It's... Again, I live, or all of us, we live vicariously through the cars in the shop. I might not own it, or we might not own it, but we love them and treat them as our own. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's, that, that's, that's soothing, you know, having to sell, like, my 34 Ford, just to do exactly what we did is part of the process. And, you know, even though, um, even though that car is owned by somebody else now, it's still mine in my heart. You know, no matter where it goes, it's still yeah. mine. It was yeah. tough for you to sell that one when it we was, were at Bear Jackson. Oh, yeah. yeah I think was, I've, I had a few tears well up. That yeah, was, uh, I mean, man. there was a couple times I had to grab you by the collar to, to bid on it yourself. Well, thanks for back. bringing the tissue, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It my eyes. I brought a Sharpie and grabbed by a tissue. But, you know, it, it did well, and it was well-deserved. I love yeah. that thing. Uh, I think I think you and I even might have gone for a ride in it. I think we did, maybe back in the day and it is that's it, right because you still have the child seat in it right i yeah. still have the yeah. child seat like, i couldn't the, see and out there's cheerios the and fingerprints on the glass oh did you matt did you, did, matt, did you <laughs> leave <laughs> the cheerios <laughs> and fingerprints in the car <laughs> so guys we have a uh jimmy you gonna stick around uh yeah i can stick around for a little bit okay yeah, yeah we want to talk about louvers because we want to bring up the oh, two cheese love to talk about we, louvers we, we're gonna get this whole east coast west coast builder rivalry going up here today so, hey guys, how are you? I saw you standing out there. 
can come right around the back here. We'll bring them up. Now, um, these guys I've known forever since back in my Boyd days when Boyd Connington and I were business partners and hey, building stuff. The hit podcast Zane's World found a new home on Podcast One. La Gonzalina. Probably should have corrected that before the show. <laughs> <laughs> World traveler, author, and alcohol aficionado Zane Lamprey is well learned in the art of embracing a good time as he reviews the best attractions and destinations on the globe. So we went to Black Market uh, Liquor Bar. Just tell us what you remember. <laughs> That's what I remember. Check out Zane's World every Tuesday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, we're here at SEMA, and it's it's uh, so exciting. I mean, there's so much going on. Earlier today, we went by the Amsoil booth, and they had they had this really trick hot rod truck sitting in there. But everything you walk around and you and you get just such uh, uh, an idea of everything they do, from automotive to motorcycle, ATV, UTV, snowmobiles, Marines, personal watercraft, heavy duty. I mean. They seem to have it covered. And so we grabbed Kevin Kastner, who is the Racing and Events Marketing Manager. You know that we've been doing this uh, this Amsoil Race Face interviews with their racing team members. Well, now we got the guy right here with us. Kevin, uh, welcome to Shift and Steer. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, so, um, you know, SEMA is always such an exciting event. And this is our last uh you know, from our stage right here on the main floor at SEMA, and it was great to get you to come over. And, you know, one of the things is, I want to ask you, right off the bat, AMSOIL, synthetic versus conventional. What's, you know, fill, fill us in on that. Well, I think the short story on that is, is that, uh, you know, conventional motor oil, which has been around for a long time and has, uh, you know, obviously been improved over time, has just some physical chemical limitations that uh, synthetic oil, um, when it came out, and Anvil was the first to uh, bring that to the consumer market, it was just designed to make up for some of those shortcomings with uh, the physical properties of uh, conventional oil. So with synthetic, you're going to have advantages like uh, cold, you know, pours better in the cold, certainly uh, deals with a heat differential, uh, a range of heat, and of course, protection for uh, moving parts. So, uh, you know, just the innovation of that in the early 70s, especially in the consumer market, um, you know, has brought about a revolution of lubrication from everything from gear oils to uh, motor oils, of course, and then uh, and greases and everything in between. So um, the, the, the basic differences there is that synthetic uh, uh, being, uh, you know, advantageous in every way, both from uh, performance and protection and cleanliness and all of those uh, things you want uh, when you're trying to protect uh, moving parts. And I would imagine um, you with your racing, you know, uh, team members that they're looking at it because of extreme heat protection and maybe longer protection. I mean, it just has more durability. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, obviously racing applications kind of have a little bit of a unique uh, need and a, a unique uh, attributes because they're putting a lot of pressure uh, and a lot of heat and a lot of abuse in a short amount of time. So typically in the racing world, uh, our racing our racing oils are really designed not necessarily for longer intervals. Uh, they're not going for, you know, uh, 20,000 miles. Sure, pages. yeah. So the maximum protection under the most incredible pressure that you can put in an engine uh, or a transmission for that matter or a differential um, and that's uh, you know designed specifically for that. 
And then at AMSO, they've you know, taken that research and development from those applications um, and then modified that for, uh, you know, less extreme, if you will, use, but maybe for durability. So each, each uh, product we make is really designed specifically around, the, you know, the use and the application. So we have, you know, signature, signature series oils, for example, that are really designed for a different purpose, which is fantastic protection for a longer period of time. Um, for, you know, your everyday passenger car, performance car, sports car. But those vehicles are never taking the kind of abuse that our racers give uh, to their engines and drivetrain. The racers kind of take maybe a longer period and pack it into a shorter time, but more extreme is what you're saying, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so typically in a race application, you know, they're not going to change the oil, you know, every every 10,000 miles, every 5,000 miles. They're, they're typically changing after one or two races, depending on the type of racing. You know, some people will run the same for several races, but typically under the most extreme, they're just looking for maximum protection, um, you know, in a short period of time. And they're going to cycle that out and put fresh stuff in the next time anyway. But they're looking for the absolute protection. And in the worst case scenario, when you have a loss of oil pressure or you have a loss of lubrication or cooling, which often happens in racing applications, all of a sudden you've taken a normal operating environment and uh, maybe now you're pushing 400 degrees in your engine. Um, That's extreme and abusive. And that's where the uh, synthetic and, of course, the Amsoil stuff specifically uh, has been designed to deal with the anomalies of extreme, extreme heat and things like that. I can see that. Well, let's let's talk about the glamour side of racing now. I mean, you you have a lot of you have a lot of uh sponsored rides and 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 you know, I see the Amsoil logo on everything from motocross bikes to snowmobiles and everything in between. What what does Amsoil, I mean, what do you as the racing and events marketing manager, uh what do you look for and and what kind of events do you get involved in? Well, if you look at the history of Amsoil, it's been basically everything, just like you said in the introduction, um, everything from, uh, you know, jet boats, power, uh, personal watercraft, uh, even back in the day there was aircraft, all kinds of crazy stuff. So, um, you know, Amsoil certainly has covered every imaginable motorsport that you can that you could probably conceive of. But today, um, you know, our focus in the last, you know, year or so, um, has really been focused on a couple of new markets as well as some of the existing stuff that's got long history. So right now we're focused on events that have really high profile, um, that have very engaged uh, DIY crowds. So we're looking for people who like to turn wrenches. We're looking for people who are really engaged in their in their cars, their trucks, their their power sports, or whatever toys you're into. Um, we're looking for those kinds of audiences and those kinds of crowds. So you'll see us be involved less and less at some of the sort of just arena entertainment type of environments, but you'll see us at the really hardcore, super enthusiast um, events where we know that the larger number of people that are out there who are willing to brave the cold to get involved in snowmobile racing or the people that are, you know, willing to go marching deep into the woods to go watch uh, rally racing, we know these are hardcore fans that really care about um, their cars, their trucks, their toys, um, and those are the kinds of people that um, Amsoil is most attractive to. And frankly, you know, the kind of people that buy our products, they really, they're really engaged. They know what they, they know what the best is, and they're looking for it. Um, and they, they, you know, have a special care and attention for their cars and trucks, and um, and that's that's the type of events we're looking for. So whether that um, today is you know off-road racing, we're getting involved more and more in um, you know desert racing. 
uh, you know, those are extreme environments, and, and there's a lot of fans that are really deep into that. Take King of the Hammers, for example. That's oh, yeah. an incredible event. Um, those are the kind of people and the kind of, uh, you know, consumers and buyers that are, you know, really active and really playing and really using their stuff. That's, that's who we're looking for. So you won't find us, you know, just wandering into something just for fun, just to slap a logo on it. That's not our style. Uh, we're looking for substance. We're looking for a real, you know, real demonstration of the product and an audience who can appreciate that and understands the needs of, uh, you know, the, that type of racing or um, competitive environment. Um, that's, that's, that's the crowd we're looking for. So um, still a very wide variety. So, uh, you know, all year round we're doing uh, events and racing and, you know, sponsored athletes and, um, you know, show, car shows. We're involved in a lot of different uh, categories. So not much has changed as far as the variety. We're just trying to focus more and more on the hardcore enthusiasts who uh, we feel, you know, appreciates and understands the value of having, you know, the best motor oil. What, uh, um, you know, when when you do go out and look for, uh, let's say, one of your, you know, snowmobile racers or your stock car drivers or, you know, off-road racers, rock crawlers, whatever it might be, um, is is it, you've got the event, but then you also have that individual. What do you, what do you look for in the individuals? That's a good question. Um, I think over, you know, over time, this is probably true for everybody in this space. Uh, you know, if you're using sponsored athletes uh, um, for marketing, is you're looking for people, one, I think, who fit your brand. So you're looking for people who have a similar, um, uh, you know, sort of persona and um, appeal to the same crowd that you normally deal with and, and is your core customer base. But then beyond that, uh, I think in the history of this, uh, you know, everyone's just looking for a podium, right? You want the guy, sure. to be on, or the guy or the gal to be on top and you want the, you want that shot of the winner. Well, I think that's still true, but over time, I think uh, more and more, and I'm sure you've heard this from other sponsors and other folks in this space, you know, you're looking for someone who's engaging, who's, uh, who's got a, a little bit of a following of their own. They might have their own fan base. Um, you know, that when they speak, they kind of speak from a position of authority um, and independence. So if, if I'm following a particular racer that, you know, I admire what they do and what they've achieved, and if they say, hey, this is something that I really believe in, well, one, we want them to truly be believers. Uh, we don't, we're not, again, we're not just going to slap a logo on somebody and ask them to be a spokesperson. We want them to really believe in it uh, so that that comes across to an audience. So we're looking for, for people who really understand the value of what we bring, um, who appreciate um, – you know, their fans and then are willing to really communicate with them. So obviously social media, obviously creating um, fun and interesting content, having a, a really engaged audience of their own um, so they can become the advocate for AMSOIL. And I'm sure you've heard this a million times and, you know, the, the, the buzzword is influencer marketing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And really that's, and that's really all, uh, you know, someone like uh, uh, an Earnhardt is, for example, is there a, there a, highly paid influencer yeah so it's as we repackage the name but it's essentially the same thing as we're looking for um uh, engaged um you know representatives if you will um who believe in what we do and understand what we do and can pass that on to their friends and and really if you look at the core of amzo that's all it is it's it's always been that model which is hey i really believe in this stuff it really works for me you should try this out for yourself and 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 see if it works for you so we've just taken the standard, you know, MLM model of Amsoil, and you just kind of blown it up in a larger way with social media, with, uh, you know, broadcast television, with 
um, you know, the Internet, everything else that you have is a way of getting that word out, um, and you're just looking for people who have, who have some influence in the market, whether that, you know, whether that's as a mechanic, an engine builder, or whether that's as a racer um, or a small business owner. Even. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense because they can go to the store and find the, you know, the retail shelf with it, but what you're doing is you're going beyond that and you're having – experts use it in their field and then be able to tell why they like it, why they should use it, because they need to to know why they need to buy the Amsoil brand. And this just reinforces that it does work and that uh, the people that are out there using it become, you know, the, the influencers, as you said. But they're also giving them that little bit of information that that you know they're they're engaging with them and and telling them why they should use it and how it would work for them not just in their motorcycle or their car or their off-road truck but how it would work for them in their personal vehicles so yeah for sure yeah for sure and yeah and that's the, and that's the thing about something like am you know like oil motor oil is not terribly sexy and terribly exciting it's not you know we can't change the color and you get to see it on you know <laughs> it's not like paint on your car or a cool set of <laughs> right. wheels. Um, so it's, 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 it's hard to do. And there's that fine line between being too salesy um, and you also don't want to be too technical right out of the gate. So you want people to first be attracted to Amsoil because you see high-profile people doing really cool things and you go, wow, they're using that. I wonder why. And then as you kind of peel that back, you can get down into the technical. Now you're talking to a mechanic or an engine builder or a transmission builder or someone who says, hey, here's the real reason why we prefer Amazon because of what it actually does. Um, and that starts to translate more as you get more and more familiar to the, with the brand or as an as a up-and-comer racer or uh, a small, you know, pro shop or somebody who's, you know, looking for uh, the best product for, for your team. Again, same thing is, you, you know, you got to you kind of first get exposed to it, then you try it, then you go, wow, this stuff actually works. Um, and then the technical stuff becomes more and more important. And the nice thing about Amsoil, or the bad thing, depending on how you look at it, is there's no shortage of technical information. Um, this company is very product-oriented. Uh, that comes first. Hardcore engineering. Uh, you know, we've got guys in white lab coats that only one or two of them even know the actual formula. Our CEO is involved in the in the formulation of our products. Uh, you know, these are chemists and engineers who really take this stuff super, super serious way deeper than I could ever go. Um, but you know that that's there, and that's a part of the heritage of the, of the, the product and the brand. Um, and our, my goal is just to get you excited about it at first and then kind of walk you down that path of why not only is it cool and fun and it's a great, it's, it's a great identity, but it really works and it really is solving problems. You're saying that the guys in the white lab coats would describe it a lot more than just slippery stuff in a bottle? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Trust me, they can go way down a rat hole on, on the different kinds of additives and what we use and the other the other guy doesn't use and why we use more of this. And and again, it, go, it kind of goes full circle back to the beginning where I was saying that's the thing about Amsoil is that, um, again, sort of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, man, we have products for everything, which makes it really challenging for someone in my role. How do I tell you that? Um, you know, because there's, it's it's so specific and so deep and so technical. Um, it, I can't just say here buy X because we have, you know, ten versions of the same thing, if you will, um, that's really suited for your specific need. So no. um, it's it's a it's a hard story to tell in a short amount of time. And Kevin, um, not only is it a variety of products that I noticed when I was at your booth, but 
even the packaging. I mean, how many of us have fought with gear oils and like that, trying to put them in a differential and a limited space? And and now I noticed, you know, they, you know, the squeeze bags and the and the different types of packaging that that just yep. make products so much more usable in the environment. Because you know, if you're if you're in an off road you know, truck or a rock crawler or a UTV or something like that, you might need to be able to just package it. You know, that packaging really comes in handy. Oh yeah. No, I'm, and I appreciate you kind of prompting that. That's, that's true. I mean, it's not, it's not every year or every, every day you get a chance to innovate in this space. And, um, uh, you know, I have to give credit to the product development team, uh, bright idea. I wish I'd have thought it of myself is, you know, when you, when you see that new Amazon easy pack and, to your point, I mean, just how how awful is it to have that hard bottle and you're trying to pump and transfer yeah. gear oil? I've done and it. And you get it all over you, and that stuff stinks. It's so horrible. The smell of that is so bad. And it's such a brilliant idea um, to put it in that, that flexible packaging. So, uh, man, you just you just open the top and put it in the put it in the differential, and you can kind of contort the tip there anyway. The, Squeeze it in, you get more of the product into the actual, uh, you know, gearbox or, trans- or transfer case or rear end, and um, it doesn't spill everywhere. And how convenient is that? I mean, then you're not dealing with all the, you know, greasy pump and that's laying in the corner, leaking out on the on the garage floor. Um, just a just a brilliant idea. So. No, it made so much sense when I saw it, and that was one of the things that that I noticed. But uh, we've got to wrap this up, but uh, what in 2019, are there any new big areas that Amsoil is getting involved in the racing scene? Well, um, not not any giant land shifts uh, of focus, but you will see us getting more involved in uh, uh, hopefully some four-wheel paved motorsport. We haven't been in the four-wheel uh, paved motorsport for a while. We've been really heavy on dirt bike and uh, snowmobile and some V-twin stuff, but you'll see us get involved in a little bit more motorcycle uh, here and there, okay. um, and you'll see a little bit more, uh, uh, so hopefully, some more paved uh, wheel, you know, car racing, um, and uh, certainly a shift in our focus in the off-road. You'll see us more in the desert than you've seen us in the past, um, you know, trying to push and test and do some new things there, and we'll be doing some rally racing, too. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, no, we, we, we dig all that. We've been watching it. We've been enjoying having the, the guys on for each of the segments talking about how they're involved. And, um, you know, Kevin Kastner from Amsoil, he's the Racing and Events Marketing Manager. And, Kevin, I appreciate you taking the time from your busy schedule to come on the show. Yeah, you bet. And I, I throw one more thing in there. Okay. Look out. We're, we're moving in on diesel, too. You'll, yeah. You'll see, that's probably going to be the biggest movement you'll see this year is uh, – uh, a step up in our involvement in uh, diesel competitive motorsport around diesel. So that, that'll that be a new one, too. Oh, that'll be exciting to watch. Uh, they're getting so much more of that, and it'll be neat to see you involved in that. Now, is the best yep. place for everyone to find Amsoil products, amsoil.com? Far and away, that's the key thing, is that people need to understand that Amsoil isn't hard to find, and it's not terribly expensive. If you just go to amsoil.com, you, you can find it there. We'll ship it to your door Fast shipping in two or three days. In most cases, it's even faster than that. So, great. Um, yeah, Amsoil.com, that's the place to go. Okay, another Amsoil Race Face interview right here at Shift and Steer. And now we've got to get back to the show because this show's huge and we got more guests on the episode today. Hey, Kevin, th- thanks so much. <laughs> All right, thank you. Take care. When you're under the hood, ever notice how often you see Continental belts? Well, there's a reason for that. 
Continental is one of the world's largest original equipment suppliers for the automotive industry. Automakers around the world insist on Continental for original equipment belts. The big, the, the U.S. Big Three, BMW, VW, over 30% of all new vehicles sold in North America. You know what that says? It says Continental knows OE because they are OE. Continental's OE Technology Series Multi-V belts for the automotive aftermarket are precision engineered for perfect fit, form, and function with a true OE pedigree. They're the belts engines already know, so you can confidently spec Continental's Multi-V belts. There's one for 98% of the vehicles on the road today. You may not know it, but Continental is also a leader in automotive technology, electronic components for things like autonomous driving and accident-free zones. They focus on innovative in every product they make, including OE Technology Series aftermarket belts. From New York. No, I, I can never remember the exact city. Where, where is it, guys? Uh, Marcy, New York. Marcy? Marcy. So it's Syracuse, about an hour east of Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna have to speak right into the yeah, microphones yeah. for us. You know, I, I know in New York they don't do that. Hey, but, uh, hey, did you just bring yell any, real loud. Did you bring any syrup? No syrup. Syrup? <laughs> no. You bring any syrup? No. So let's jump no right syrup. into this. I know uh, for the last two years you've built something for Ford, and yeah. uh, last year you had that trick little car up there. I loved that thing. But you went a total was, different direction this year. That was two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago already. Yeah. yeah. So, so did you skipped last year. We did the Mustang. We did the Mustang, year. 18 That's Mustang. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, so the last time we talked to you was in Syracuse, and we were giving you the first info on the Fiesta build. That's right. And then that happened. That was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, if, if, Brad, if Brad forgets, just flick him in the head, and he remembers yeah, pretty quick. I'm yeah. getting old, you know? So, But uh, <laughs> now, now this year, tell everybody what you built. Go ahead. All right. It's a 2018 Echo Sport. Echo Sport. I, I kept saying, and uh, explain uh, yeah. an Echo Sport well, because I, you know, Stom was telling me all about it, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't right. even well, aware it's of a, it. It's a small SUV, and it's just it's smaller than an Edge, smaller than the Escape, smaller too. than an Escape, and it's based uh, off the Fiesta platform. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's like the, the size of the older ex, uh, Escapes, weren't they? Weren't they about small like that? Yeah, this is kind it, of. It's even shorter, I think. Is it and beautiful? Maybe a little bit wider, but uh, Dom. Designed some uh, fender flares, and we moved the suspension mm-hmm. out a little bit. Uh, the fender flares are all 3D printed, and really gave it a little bit of an attitude, which it needed. Yeah. Um, so it it came out pretty cool. I mean, you know, when Ford came to us, says, "Can you do something with the Echo Sport?" We're like, "You're like, yeah, what's we'll, an Echo we'll, Sport?" We'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a small platform. It shouldn't take us too yeah. much time. Yeah. You it's know? Like, okay, let's go with the Sport. When they brought it to you, you were like, where's the rest of it? Right. (laughs) You know what this needs. Now, now, you know, um, I want to talk a little bit about Heritage here because you've been a hot rod builder, had lots of cars, lots of builds. Um, We've known each other for a long time. But when Dom got involved in the business, you guys really took a leap. You started really looking at more of that 3D printing and using new technology. We were talking... Well, while you guys were waiting to come up, about how things are now controlled by the apps on their phone. And, right, and, right. and I want to hear from you first, okay. because I want to hear what you say is the difference. Where's the huge leap from what you were doing to what you're doing today? So just a quick thing. We're, this is our 21st year in business, building hot rods, muscle cars. Whatever. Go ahead. Brag about some of your builds. Uh, <laughs> well, our first build, we, the first time I was at SEMA, we brought a 39 GMC. Um, it was 
a crazy car. It was all shaped. Um, it was the first car with like 20 inch wheels on it because it was only one 20 inch tire back then. That was in '99. So when we started that, we brought it to Columbus. It was just two of us in the shop. We built it. We had three magazine shoots when we brought it to Columbus, then Louisville. Then we got invited here to SEMA with Absorber. And then from here, we got invited to the whole West Coast tour. So one vehicle we did in 99 just absolutely blew us up. Um, from there, we did we got a chance to build a Riddler car, which was good and bad at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows. Um, we, you know, we got a chance to do that. We built a bunch of uh, really cool roadster for myself, and did some, you know, some TV stuff. We did Monster Garage, did the Hot Dog Dragster with Jesse. Um, you know, and we were building, we were busy, and he was growing up and in the shop with us and everything. And then he decided to go to, uh, you know, out of high school, he wanted to go to college and and learn some. You know, and then I'll switch that over to him, but um, him bringing some of his design into our shop is just, it's almost like I'm starting over, but taking all the stuff that I learned and starting with a good platform. A, a new way of doing it, taking your skills yeah. and a, applying them in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Very know progressive. When, yeah. when all of us, you know, Aaron and Matt and I were back in... Uh, New York at the Syracuse Nationals doing our shows back there, yeah. and um, uh, the the Rat Rod. I, you know, yeah. I'm probably you know a like, little yeah. 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 And you were showing me all the details on it that Dom had put into it, and right. I was blown away because the way you used old, blended it with new, and blended it with new technology was phenomenal. Right. All and those it, little transitional and pieces was, and yeah, all those that details. That was kind of the were, first yeah. one too that he brought in, and he just went wild with you know designing some window frames and. A whole bunch of little treatments in it, and it it really blended well. It didn't. It wasn't gaudy. It wasn't you know too techy or any of that stuff. And he was able to do that, which was really cool. And then we just ran from there. He forgot to put a roof on it, but no, no roof. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be able to sit in it. Now, now, have you guys ever heard of Jimmy Shine? He's uh, he's yeah. our other guest today. He's sitting up here. He's uh, hi, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. Hey, Alloway. Bobby Alloway. How Bobby you doing, Alloway. man? <laughs> hey, Bobby. We are doing great. Another one of our favorite people. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you want my mic? I'm going to take advantage of Bobby walking by right now. Bobby has and, to walk away and design and say, a black car. And say, <laughs> you know, Jimmy, how much, how much influence have guys like Bobby given to you oh, over huge. the years? I mean, yeah. Uh, no, oh, seriously. Huge influence. Hey, oh, we got, God. we got to focus on the old guys, Bobby. <laughs> oh, you're already up here on. You're already up here, Brad. <laughs> no, I meant me and him. Okay, him and I. Uh-huh, no, I but seriously, guys, when guys like Bobby Alloway, where you see him build car after car that just set trend and innovation, and 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 they're always black. They always have right. the same wheels, but they black. still do innovate. <laughs> so, but no, but I mean, and, and, and Bobby, seriously, man, I mean, you you've done a lot, and you're such a nice guy to boot because it's never gone to your head. Even though they put you, you know, uh, over at the booth signing autographs and everything, and, and you really do, you know, uh, influence a lot of people. We appreciate that. And, um, well, you oh, know. now they gave him a mic. I was just going <laughs> to yeah. scoot him we're, along. We're just going to throw some compliments. Yeah. Keep stepping, buddy. Now it's left in my head. Now you know. So, I mean, you can't. You got to appreciate everything because I said you you it, you can't not appreciate it because you got to be a little humble because. 
gosh, look how many builders there are out there. Look how many people. You know, Jimmy, we lost a real good friend a year or so ago that that got me involved in this, and that was Shapours. Yeah, which uh, uh, I, I miss him every day. We all do, buddy. Yeah, and I then, mean, then me and you lost a real good friend with Boyd. So, yeah, so uh, you got to remember all of that because if it hadn't been for those guys, hello, I wouldn't be doing it. I mean, we miss having Pete up here right now. You know, if Pete was up here right I now, you wouldn't be on the mic because exactly he would have said, right. "Just said, Bob, what's we'll talking about?" I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Pete. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for Pete. I would not be. Well, there was a lot of people that wouldn't be here. Love them or hate them, but, yeah. but he, they, those guys, like I say, Pete introduced me to the sport years and years ago. Him, Jim Hewing, and and Jim Jacobs thanked me for using their product back in the seventies. And when you're a young kid. And somebody like that you've seen in the magazines do that. Good Lord, that was that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Then he introduced me to that little guy that was uh, worked at Disney. His name was uh, Boyd. <laughs> Boyd. Well, Boyd still worked at Disney. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and that's how I met you, Brad. Exactly. Was, when cool. when Boyd and I were doing our thing, and yeah. and 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 we became fast friends. And you know why? Because it was that that immediate bond of we were all into cars. We lived it. We breathed it. And it's just like like these guys right here. When, when we put shift and steer together, one of the greatest things was like I reached out to Aaron and Matt because we all came from different areas of cars, but we still all got along because we could talk, you know, rat rods and Porsches and, you know, new cars, old cars. It was just it's it was that great. love of the car. It's like it, it, that was, that's what Pete would say. That's the common thread that bonds us together. Absolutely. It's our love of the Absolutely. car, the automobile mechanics. Yeah. And, and Bobby, you, you and I had a discussion last year here at the show. About how, I mean, you were a hot rod guy, and you made that transition to muscle cars as the market changed. I had to. That's what I'm saying, as the market changed. But you did it so well. And now we're up here with the Tucci's talking about how they've gone, and and Dom has brought in all of this new technology. And Jimmy was talking about his truck that he built where it's got an app that controls the suspension. We all have to learn. We all have to grow. And that's what's so cool about SEMA is that... We can experience it right here, and we can be doing a podcast. A guy grab the mic, come right on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks for all. stopping by. Yeah, we well, love thank it. Thank you. No, we, we, we appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Chat and Scat. Our infamous Chat and Scat with Bobby Alloway. Let's hear it for him. Come on, man. All right, Bobby. Good thanks to see you, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. We just like the way he talks. I know. <laughs> he talks funny. It sounds so comfortable. So classy. Right? So, I mean, now you guys, I mean, when when you started out, I mean, and you'd go and you'd see something at the Street Ride Nationals that Alloway did or something. Yeah. I mean, you, you had to just like crawl all over it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, everything we look at is, is an influence. So it could be anything. It could be cars. It could be anything that brings all of that creativity uh, into what we're building, you know? What's next? Oh, I don't know. We have a, a lot of stuff lined up. Um, for Tell us that one thing you're not supposed to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we all signed the agreement. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody will listen. Um, no, we don't have anything that's really super uh, hidden or anything. We have a, some really good projects coming up. A little 36 Dodge that we're doing um, that we're, we're trying to get it ready, and we'll bring it to Detroit. Not for, like, Riddler. We're just going to kind of dis- um, debut it there. Um, it's got a newer Hemi in it, an eight stack, and but it's kind of a different thing. And then you know he's coming in with that part of it, so I made it super complicated for him. Yeah, it's very complicated. <laughs> so, the metal work, and they, you know, just do it like this, right? Um, but it'll have like a rear-mounted radiator, and uh, it'll it's got a 
kind of a different pickup box. It's it's almost what would you want to base it like off of uh, kind of a P1 look in the rear McLaren, of the car, like oh, yeah, wow. McLaren a little, P1. little swoopy. So we're trying to build all that into a 30s pickup hot rod. So wow, well, that's a yeah. tall order there. Yeah, I yeah, can't wait to see that. this. Now, now, Dom, with your um, your abilities and trying to bring new technology, is there an area that you're still pushing, Dad? Like, come on, we gotta go. We gotta go a little bit harder in this direction, or use of this material, or anything like that. Uh, I think getting into CNCing a little bit more. Right up in the mic there. Uh, using CNC machines a little bit more. Obviously, the printing can only go so far, and uh, metal printing is still in its infancy. It's right infancy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so give it half an hour. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> it's down to yeah, twenty so minutes now. Making parts and stuff. Uh, CNC machining, I think, is something that we'd like to get into soon. Now, Jimmy, have you used any uh, printed parts at your shop yet? Mm, you know what? Actually, we have. If you remember Billy Gibbons' Whiskey Runner. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah the side window. blades, right? That was, yeah. again, this was probably, God, five or six years ago now, and that's at uh, the Steamer Garage. We actually took over, uh, took the car over and scanned it, and that, that side trim that's yet to be done, as we're it. On, on, on Billy's pace on this car, of course. But that's actually 3D printed in the PVC. Yeah, that's And then we right. painted it and some other stuff. But yeah. You know, so we have the program and such. It's actually kind of neat that it's still that way because it is a, a unique 3D printed piece, and it is something that you can show. Well, we've we, got the program, and we're going to yeah. actually cut it out of probably aluminum or something like that when it goes to you know final finishes. But what a what a neat piece! I think that was like one of the first done out of SEMA Garage. Yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, now Matt, you guys have used some three D printing over at Adam's shop for the race cars, right? We we have. Um, I'm I'm uh, actually on on my car. We talked about the fog light scoops that are being rammed. Oh yeah, on your on your Fox body. Full, yeah, we, the, the we, million day Fox body. That's right. You've heard of the million dollar Mustang, right? Yeah. He has the no. million day build on the <laughs> Mustang. We scanned the front of that car, and we're 3D printing these honeycomb grills with a floating LED in the middle, and it's got a ram air all around it. It goes to twin intercoolers. Um, and, you know, even on some of the classic cars, we had some plastic switches in, in one of the old Lamborghinis that you can't get. So we just kind of cruised over to Jay Leno's garage. We're like, hey, Jay, can you print these for me? He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, well, all right, we'll go and do that. We come back a week or so later, and we got... We're like, can you print him in black? <laughs> he, he took out his chewing gum with a little yeah. toothpick. And he's yeah, like, he's like, <laughs> hit it with a sharpie. It's black now. No, he he printed it in black, and yeah. So we got some of uh, we got some of those pieces done, um, and uh, we're looking into um, uh, printing uh, a, a grill on a vintage Lamborghini, but it has some lettering in it. It's very very precise. So we're we're, we're trying to figure out if that's going to be possible to do. And the thing about a grill is it's tough to scan it because when it when you can go through it it kind of kind of messes Bounces, up the software yeah. a little bit you're like why does it have so many holes in it you know it's just kind of like a vertical slat grill and then it has like a very very fine printed like Lamborghini in the middle but they were all cast you know so we're trying to make new ones cuz you can't get them well i know a lot of guys that uh, it's cool stuff though yeah, you know we're seeing the whole 80s cars you know the cars we thought would never be of interest the the IROC right. Camaros yeah. the G bodies yeah. Yeah. all those and those cars had the first big use of a lot of interior plastics and like right. that 
that just dissolved. Right. I mean, so I mean, they're they're really yeah. using a lot it of three D really printed stuff. There. It was <laughs> it yeah, was the not, paints yeah. the paints on the uh, on the plastic front bumpers all <laughs> changed, and you know, it's time to make Those them right. Were horrific now. cars. They, they were horrific cars. They were terrible. I had an '87 coming back. Yeah, the Fiero Dash. I had an '87 Camaro, and it's that black plastic kind of very flat. that textured and it yeah. was real flat yeah and then and then you you go to take the dash off you're like these these alan <laughs> these are they weren't fake. real they're, no. they're yeah. just, I'm like well fake. what do we need that for yeah. <laughs> i i know now now aaron he's been using some of the uh metal printing on his rat rod oh, yeah. uh, i i saw it the, all he is those, obsessed with rat rods those, i don't know what well, he's those, talking about your rear wheels when you showed it to me and it had like 14 little eighth inch spacers were those 3d printed <laughs> you know when i was in ohio at the uh lincoln <laughs> the lincoln thing i saw one of those metal 3d printers it was rough but man when that technology gets dialed in oh it's gonna, gonna be, be so and they're going to cool. be printing with different types of alloy. Yeah, yeah. You can exactly. Aluminum and titanium and, and all kinds of cool stuff. It's going to be canal too. It's yeah. going to be sweet. Yeah. Well, what what's next? You got the it, now? Did your did your uh, Eco Sport? Is that what it's called? Yep. Eco Sport. Did it win any awards? Uh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing that on purpose. <laughs> Way to bring that up. I mean, you know, in the past, you guys have been, like, sweeping Man, all the awards, Brad. so I thought, hey, it's again. Boy, that was embarrassing, See, first Brad. I lost, Man, first I forgot about their Mustang, <laughs> then, wah, wah, then wah. I rub it in, and, uh, Jimmy, did you win any awards? Uh, no. No. <laughs> we, we can high-five. We can. Yeah. Brad's on a roll, Losers. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Man, hey, I, I will take this opportunity to say we won the top award for podcast entertainment at SEMA Show. In the MagnaFlow booth from 145 to 245 daily. <laughs> and it looks so. just like a bottle of iced tea. Yeah. Well, no, it's right here. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, SEMA's always great because you can find just about everything. You can find the people you want to meet. And since it's the last day, I thought we could kind of run down the list, put everybody on the spot. We're going to start at Aaron. Oh. And uh, Aaron, what was the one thing that you say you saw at SEMA that just, you know, you're going to go home and, and remember. There's there's always that one <laughs> Other thing. than me. Oh, wow. That, Other than Jimmy Shine and the two cheese. There was the most amazing French bulldog here the other day. It was Dude, a little... I saw it too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, see, my wife just lit up. She looked up from her phone. See? I didn't see the French bulldog. No, you know what? I have to say, the Hot Wheels row... There is some really, yeah. really, really cool and fun stuff there. Innovate. You know? I mean, totally off yeah. the wall stuff. Absolutely. And 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 when we were at Syracuse, you know, we had that cool family who was building those, those yes, really the rough ones. Cars. Yeah, yeah. Like like just. Do you, <laughs> just, you see those at Syracuse every year? Yeah. The, the ones that look like monsters. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. The they're really fun yeah. and, a, and a really cool family. I went and actually visited them at their house. Really cool. I mean, this stuff is they're pulling out of the ground, right? Right. Well, these guys are like really. Done and polished, probably three D printed. You know, sculpted. You know, they're very, they're very tailored. So to see it at that level, those same ideas is really cool. And there's some, not, not there's everything some, over there is really tailored. But, no, but no, true, fun. true. But a lot, like that little Woody, you know, and and and, and yeah, even no, the little the the, the 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 night one in front of. And there's there's some cool stuff and some good ideas, you know. But people are really pushing the envelope in a playful way, and they're using the Hot Wheels brand to kind of exercise that you know but I, I i really enjoyed that we we looked it over this morning and i really enjoyed that but i mean there's it's hard to say there's a million things here you know yeah you know, some great stuff i mean the plumbing on that on that silver car over there right you took a picture of that all the all that metal work you know with the exhaust i mean there's 
The cra- oh, you're the level ta- are you talking craft- about that Trans Am yeah, with the, the crazy- level of craftsmanship oh, like the, here? The, the, is up- the, the, the turbo plumbing, yeah, it's yeah. just nuts. Yeah. Dom, see, you thought I was going to go to Matt next. <laughs> What'd you see here? Good thing I thought about it in the time he was talking. Yeah. Um, so my buddy, yeah, I uh, gave you all time. On yeah. That uh, Kyle Kuhnhausen built that um, gray Datsun 240Z that's uh, behind the Ford booth. Yeah. And it's got just a ton of just handmade stuff and. Really, really incredible. He's in the um, Young Guns Battle of the Builders top twelve. So. Nice, very cool. How about yeah. you? Well, I tell you, it's cars are here, but the people that we meet up with is the best part of SEMA for me. Yeah. The, all the builders we meet up with. I mean, I'll tell you one quick story. When we got here on Saturday, we brought the Echo Sport to Ford for their um, Echo Sport. That's the small the Ford small SUV. Ford, yeah. <laughs> That's small, small well, we the escape, it, right? We, yeah. <laughs> we brought it for staging to the Ford area, and the sun got to the 3D printed parts oh. and, and moved them all over the place. So that Ford called us and says, you better come down here. There's something going on with the flares. Do you hate it when they call when you've yeah. got a car here? So we called a couple of friends that had a couple of shops over here, and then he turned us on to another guy, um, the Celebrity Cars, and he let us use the shop. So I called. And never, never met me. Doesn't know me, anybody. So I called him, and he he knew what was going on, and he said, "Go to the shop. There's guys that are working there. They should be all there all, all night. And if they leave, call me back. I'll let you know how to set the alarm. You could just stay there all night. <laughs> right? Yeah, That's awesome. Go. What an industry, right? Yeah. So we get there, and there's the wrap glove guys that are there borrowing their shop, wrapping the side of a car. So they, we come in. They knew we were coming. He says, okay, what do you have to do? What do we need to do to help you? And it's like, you know, we got bombarded by them helping, trying to help us. So we get the next day, we get all the fender flares off, body work them. And in the meantime, I have a friend coming down. He's driving through from Minnesota. He had a delay on getting his vehicle in. He said, I'll come over, um, both from Vestio's Custom in, in uh, Minnesota. He comes over, him and his uh, partner they start body working fender flares and fixing them by the end of the day we had them body worked back on the truck uh wrapped and we were back in the ford booth by six thirty. that's right? awesome One that's day. teamwork, teamwork right there yeah that's so cool you made something come in my brain here how long does it take to print one flare so those flares on that car are, uh five pieces each so depending on wall thickness and stuff it's about Nine to twelve hours a piece. So you multiply that five each corner. It's a pretty good amount of time. Yeah, no, that's what I was wondering because you got a big, massive area like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. But and, uh, and you guys have one printer. You have multiple printers now. We have uh, two Ultimakers. Two Ult. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's great. So Jimmy, what'd you see here? I know a C10 truck out in the Magnaflow. C10 <laughs> trucks the most. Uh, you know. I, we did come across a product. I'm going to talk about a product. Okay, cool. That's is, what we want to hear, is, yeah. Uh, relative to a, the the Cobra and a situation we had at Monterey Bay Historics where the, the heat under the hood and the EGTs coming off the exhaust killed the boots, our you know, high-temp rubber boots on our ignition for the plug wires. And Pertronics just came out with this product. These porcelain, they're, they're in white now, and they're actually quite handsome, both straight and 90-degree plug boots and they're like really super cool looking 
you know, you think about your spark plugs porcelain. Yeah. But just, and that's the closest point to your exhaust, typically, is that right. boot that just yeah. vaporizes. Sometimes on it, you know? Yeah, yeah, sometimes on it. I mean, how many times have we cleared headers and exhaust manifolds to, you know, get some kind yeah. of, at least an air gap around it? These things are brilliant, and they're just beautiful. They're really well made. And like I said, they're in white, and they actually don't look bad. Yeah. It sounds odd enough, but they're also going to be manufacturing these in black uh, soon as well. But oh, what cool. a neat product! Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a problem I think we've all had for so many so many years. And and see, that's the thing. As a builder, when you can find something like that that solves a problem, I mean, right there, that one product could be something where you're a genius with your customer. Right. You know, because you you found it. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, we were in panic mode at uh, Laguna Seca when the Cobra just. She just got hot, and wires just cooked. Uh, I mean, suspended wires and the yeah. plug boots and such. And we that's had to the worst. Split and you know, run into town and try and cobble the thing back together. But man, that's again, it solves. No, that's it cool. Solves an issue. Good product. So I'm going to throw out mine next because I want Matt to respond to it because we've okay. talked about this. Yeah. And I didn't see it till this morning. I was walking through the halls when there wasn't a lot of traffic. I wanted to see what I could see and. I rolled through the Toyo area that connects the two buildings here. Have right you been on. back there yet? Yes. Did you see that 308 Ferrari? I sure did. I'm not a 308 Ferrari yeah, guy. I've never. That's one? been the yeah. Ferrari that that's I kind of go. That's my buddy Mitch. That's my buddy Mitchell. I told you. I, I sent you that Dude, message. Dude, that yeah, thing button. in gray. Yeah. And Have you guys seen this car? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. Did you, uh, yeah. I got a chance. Yeah. It's one of those cars. Have you seen it, Jimmy? No. You've got to roll back there and see it. Yeah. It's in It's in that, that flat gray. Yeah. It's got a custom interior. It is slammed. It's, it's beautiful. But it's done right. I've seen some guys that have tried to do a 308. They overdo them. They, you know, they, they still like, and he totally went away from the Ferrari motif of red and everything. And yep. it's just, the car is He's just He's been stupid sending me cool. pictures of that build. And he did that build. I think it's been less than a week when he started that build. He, I said, Who owns it? Are you, this is my friend Mitchell Button. Yeah, okay, because the plates are from Hawaii, yeah, he, and they say button on it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's out of New oh, York. Wow. He moved to Southern California. We're looking at a picture right now. Yeah, We yeah, became man, friends on Instagram, and we've been buddies ever since. And we're yeah, trying it, to hook up today. I was, he was going to try to come here today. But, yeah, I've been following that build. It, it, I think it had a – I don't, I don't want to misinform, but I think it had a GTO body kit on it before. It does look like a and, GTO. And, and yeah. he went wider, and uh, he's been talking it, about those wheels for, for a year now. Those wheels are all custom yeah. made. The exhaust was all custom done. The interior was all custom done. Uh, I was trying to help him source a, a vent cover, and I said, "Just 3D print it." And he's like, "No, I want OEM because they lost one of the the, the AC yeah. covers." Really cool family. His wife's a ballerina, right, baby? Yeah, his wife's a ballerina. Um, I think he does something in the bike industry. He's got all these fancy bike wheels, and uh, just a cool guy. No, but, it's, yeah, it's, isn't that car amazing? It's, it's yeah, very car. cool. It's very cool. So, so we've talked before. How do you make a three hundred eight look good? And right? Yeah. There's your do that right there. And, That's yeah. and, and great. And cra oh. Just as crazy, right next to it oh. was the BMW that was slammed with a Hemi in it. Yeah, <laughs> with a yeah, late model too. crate Hemi. What is it? An yeah, I8 with a Hemi? What's that? Oh, no, I8 a, with a Hemi? It's not an I8. That'd <laughs> no. be great if it, if it was. But so, so anyways, uh, Matt, what, what have you seen? Well, I mean, two cars that that I like just walking around um, is are this uh, this Maverick over here, um, are which you, is pretty cool. In the bear booth, the or is a different one? Uh, in the bear booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah the so one built by uh, Jesse uh, Greening. Jesse Greening. Yeah, yeah, I looked the at Maverick's that. Maverick's pretty cool. And then uh, over on the back wall of Central Hall, kind of near um, Lingenfelter, there's uh, 
I I believe it's a replica company, and there's there's two of them here on site. Uh, Mercedes SL Gullwings. Well, that one right over there. From the Ferrari, yeah. There's now, a there's one. one yeah. There's 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 another one that has more of a modern. Wasn't interior. that one built by Kindig? I think the gray that, one yeah the yeah I think Kindig, I think Kindig did this oh, one over here. Yeah. But the interior is is kind of period correct. That style it's it is fantastic. And I put it up on social media, and I must have a hundred people going. Is it real? Why would yeah, you do that? Is it well, real? And, and I'm like, I don't think it is. I think it's in a booth. I don't know. I knocked it on it. Well, and if yeah, you want one of those, real. you should probably get it now because the last time a company put one of those replicas out, they smashed the molds on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was they, pretty they, they were making them out of metal in Germany, and they were oh. awesome, and they smashed the metal, you know, the Ford, the, I mean, the, the tooling foundry, here. the tooling. Yeah. Thank Ooh. you. Hey, on social media, because Mercedes said, no, you, you, know, you yeah. can't do that. Well, look, those are the cool cars, but walking around here, it's really about the parts. For me, it is. Yeah. And and we talked about technology. I mean, uh, Hotchkiss has computer-controlled coilover suspensions yeah, that I'll change I on the fly. That. And the guys at TCI Transmissions, can yeah. they can control their transmission controller through their phone. Right? So on the fly, you can change, you know, shift firmness and all kinds of stuff. Like, it's... It's some of the There's a place in North Hall that sells hacking software, so that if you're at the track and you want to <laughs> hack your competitor's yeah. suspension and transmission, you can you know take yeah. care of that. Yeah. You go over to guys over at Holly for using the Holly uh, fuel injection systems, which is getting better and better. Like Holly and Fast, these EFI systems are on par with like Motec, which is right. yeah, you know, in, in the racing world, right. and they have a 12.3 inch screen in there. This is basically a rectangular flat screen. And if you get into a modern-day Mustang or Jaguar or anything, everybody's going to this screen. It has virtual gauges, analog-looking gauges, but the speed of it now and the accuracy of it is you can get in it. You won't even know it's digital, but then on the fly, it'll change and data log, and you can do all this cool, cool stuff with it. Like That's really where the technology is going for that kind of that's stuff. That's the best thing about the SEMA show is you, you, you can put it in whatever your order that you want, but you've got the people... You've got the vehicles, and you got the parts, and what you learn here. We all go home smarter about building cars than when we left. And whether it's ideas that we see that other builders are doing, or whether it's those parts or the people you meet that give you that little tidbit of information, and uh, you know that's what's cool about it. We've had great shows here yeah, this week. We've had good shows. You know, talk about friends and people and all that. I mean, you know, thank you guys for taking your time and coming up oh, here. Anytime, thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. Now, where can we find you guys online? Uh, TucciHotRods.com, and then uh, through Instagram, Tucci Hot Rods and Dom Tucci Design is like my my stuff. So. Okay, Dave and Dom Tucci, man, thanks for coming out. Thanks, appreciate for it. Thank you, Jimmy. Where can we find you online? Uh, JimmyShine.com. Okay, and what about your social media? Isn't it Shine Speed Shot? Yeah, I got to ask. <laughs> Jeff, Shine, thank you. Shine, his, thank you his, for the shout crew out. had to come back in again. ShineSpeedShop.com. There you go. <laughs> something I don't yeah. know. Hey, hey, Matt, Aaron. <laughs> yes, sir. Great job this week, man. We had great shows. Yeah. We, we, we pooled our resources, brought up yeah. great people all through the week. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, yeah check us out at shiftandsteer.com, and we're at Shift Steer Media on all of our social media. And, and I want to thank the people at MagnaFlow. Big you guys, time. this Big is time. a huge footprint that they give us here and let us do our shows. They're awesome. They support podcasting and support all you, so we can bring up builders so you can hear it right from their mouths. Be sure to subscribe to us online because uh, without subscribers, guys like MagnaFlow go, these guys are nobody. They're just talking to the wall. So, so wait. 
you just pronounced it shift and steer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought the F was silent. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too for the first <laughs> yeah. four years we were doing this. Wow. Yeah. It's, you know, and uh, well, our, learn something new every day. Our, our guys behind the scenes, Chris Hayes and yes, his buddy Pat. Yes, producing thanks, this Thanks for, for uh, putting this together, guys. Hey, Aaron, where can they find you online, buddy? Aaron Hagar on all social media and the Rat Renner's Garage website. So, Matt, did you yeah. throw yours down? I'm at Motorator. Motorator, all social media is that Motorator. And I'm uh, Brad Fanshawe on Facebook and Twitter. Bradley underscore Fanshawe on Instagram. And go there, because that's where I put most of my stuff up. <laughs> and as Matt said, find us at shiftandsteer.com. Every show, all our photo galleries, everything we post there, it's a great resource. Thanks. I say we just call the show Silent F. Yeah, right. yeah. Get the F out. You're going to hit me, aren't you? <laughs> I can't Man. wait. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Thank We've had you. a great SEMA. Now we're going to go see the show. <laughs> nice. I'm still working. I'm going to be out on the Pennzoil stage at uh, 2 o'clock uh, squeaking out some songs. So Cool. If you're around, come see it. Awesome. We will. Cool. All right. Thanks All right. for having Thank me. You. Thank you. All right, guys, thanks again to Continental. Definitely check them out. And, of course, Amsoil. Go to amsoil.com slash ship. If you like this show, also listen to Man Seeks Adventure and Dixon's Wild Ride. You can find Man Seeks Adventure at manseeksadventure.com.